It's my privilege this morning to introduce to you the Reverend Melissa Dodd, who recently served as our district superintendent and now serves as a conference superintendent for the Missouri United Methodist Conference in Columbia. I actually first met Melissa when I was a freshman in high school when she served as my family group leader for church camp at Camp Galilee. And so I am super excited to hear from her this morning and thankful that you all have that opportunity as well. Would you join me in welcoming her to our church? Thank you, Dustin. We, we were a lot younger back then. We're a lot younger. Um, this is obviously the service that has the choir in it, isn't it? These are the, where the when the choir's on vacation, this is the service they attend. You all sound beautiful on those hymns. So yes, um, I appreciate that introduction, and uh, it was an honor as your district superintendent for four years to serve a church like First and Kearney. As another way of introduction, I listened to last week's sermon. And I would call a two-liter of Dr. Pepper soda. But at the same time, I am so glad to be with y'all today. <laughs> so I think the confusion in my regional talk um, is probably not the only thing I'm confused about. Uh, but either way, I'm happy to be joining y'all this morning while you are in a sermon series titled Words of Life. Words written or spoken matter, don't they? They do. In this century, more than any other time in, in the history that we know of, people have an opportunity to share words on different platforms like nothing else. All you have to do is pick up your phone and you can connect on a social media platform and share your thoughts, your words. Good or bad, it is easy to share. Your pastor Adam has said that our character is often revealed by the words we speak as well as the words that people would use to describe us. I have this tea towel in my kitchen. It says, I won't be remembered as a woman who kept her mouth shut, and I'm okay with that. Now, for the, I don't know if that, I'm assuming that was probably women giving a little clap there. Um, for those of you that don't know what a tea towel is, it's a towel that you're not supposed to use, I think. Uh, you just look at it, uh, and it hangs on the stove. That's what mines do. Um, when it comes to the words on this particular tea towel, they're probably true. I'm a very verbal person. Uh, I, you'll find that this morning. I like my words. However, I don't know if I'm always okay with that. I really wish sometimes that my words had more, that they were more profound. Every once in a while when I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, this constantly open mouth will actually share some wisdom. But most of the time I realize I am missing opportunities that I believe God probably has for me in a, in a platform that I'm particularly, particularly in in that moment to share uh, what, what God has to say. So I, I'm, I'm okay with it, kind of. As we go on, I want to talk about uh, the fact that in this sermon series, you have been looking or you're going to continue to look at some impactful words 
in the Bible and what we can learn about God from those words. So let's go to the word and look at the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. Here are these words. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. I know you traditionally might say, and this is the word of God for the people of God. Now, if you, traditionally, these words can be used as a benediction at the end of a worship service. Has anybody heard, heard those used? So as you were hearing those words, if everything in your body wanted you to get up and walk out, <laughs> if you could just stay for a little bit longer, um, it, that was not a benediction. These words were given to Moses by God. And through Moses, God wanted to teach the priests how to bless the people. I don't believe, you're going to hear me say this a couple times, I don't believe God wastes words. God had a particular message for the people, and these were the words. Again, I'm verbal, but I'm also visual. So this morning, I'm going to give you some visuals. Is there anybody else out there that's a visual person and you need a picture? I'm going to give you a few of those this morning. This is the first one. I did a lot of my growing up in Springfield, Missouri. And near Springfield is a town by the name of Branson. And in Branson, there's an amusement park by the name of... Now, if you were really from down there, you'd say, Silver Dollar City. That helps with the region talk there. In Silver Dollar, Silver Dollar City, there are, is an area of candy making, if I can get my words out. And if you happen to go to that candy making place at the right time, you might catch a couple people picking up a very large mixing bowl and pouring out, we're going to go with peanut brittle this morning, pouring out peanut brittle onto a marble slab. And that peanut brittle just spreads all over that marble slab. Now, for you visual people, picture words instead of peanut brittle. God wanted Moses to teach the priest to, to pour out this blessing upon the people of Israel and that it may spread over their hearts that it may pour into their spirits. And I think that those words of blessing, the words that were to pour out onto the Israelites, is also for us today. Those of us gathered here on July 31st of 2022, this blessing is not just stuck in history. It is also for us today. And this morning, I want to camp out on a word that is translated as peace in the scripture we just read. The word I want to hang out on is shalom. Shalom. Ever since Adam handed this Sunday to me to preach, I've been wrestling with 
how little I express shalom with my words, either through my mouth or in an email or on social media. Now, I have not been to Israel. I have a trip scheduled in about a week, a month and a half, sorry, week, a month and a half, so I'll know this uh, personally, but I have read that in modern Israel, when someone greets you or says goodbye, they may say shalom, kind of like aloha. It's used for hello and goodbye. So we could start to think that this word shalom is just like our hellos or our goodbyes. Could mean be well or take care or in Midwestern during some seasons of the year, watch out for deer. <laughs> shalom, who, which is a part, is where shalom comes from. I may be mispronouncing that word, but it's, a, it's where shalom gets its meat, means complete and whole. So the greeting means more than just passing of the peace, which is a beautiful thing. Shalom means more than just um, peace be with you, which is also a beautiful thing. One explanation that I heard was, may you have whole peace of mind and spirit, complete peace in your thoughts and in your inner being. Your whole body relaxing to where your blood pressure is where it's supposed to be on that chart. The, the thoughts, if I am in my head, is there anybody else that's in their head? I, I am in my head and I can grab a thought and it can be like a hamster on a wheel and I can get stuck. Last night as I was preparing to, to go to sleep because I knew I had to get up early to be here from Columbia... I could not fall asleep because I had a thought that was going round and round and round in my head. I wish I could tell you that the thought was about shalom, but it was actually, if I won the mega millions, would I get the annuity or would I do it in a one time? <laughs> Is that ridiculous? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gets trapped in my mind. And, and what shalom is, is peace in my thoughts, peace in my inner being and in my body. As I studied this section of scripture, there were aspects that jumped out at me that I grabbed with both hands and I held on. And one of those pieces that I want to I share with you because it meant so much to me was that shalom can also mean rest which immediately got me thinking that when someone says shalom, they could be saying, may you rest well. I, I can go for that. Anybody else? I can receive that. Compl when, I am, when, my, when my mind is relaxed and my, my body is relaxed, I fall asleep like that. But I've noticed as I've gotten older, that happens less and less, Right? Can you picture the best nap you've ever had? Rest is rejuvenating. Rest is refreshing. Shalom. I don't know about you, but again, as I've already shared, I've lost some sleep over a lack of shalom. 
My mind can begin to race with a list of concerns or a to-do list or concerns about a loved one. And I'm not going to fall asleep anytime soon. Again, it's, it's one thing to lose sleep over concern for a loved one. It's a whole other thing to lose sleep over stupid stuff, which I have done. I know I'm not alone in that, am I? So I think that is why God adds this idea of rest to the blessing for his people. The idea of sleeping well, because it means so much more than actual sleep. We know that stress can mess with our health, physically, emotionally, mentally. We also know that rest can rejuvenate, can restart our bodies, can refresh our body and mind. There is something about a complete, restful night's sleep. So if you hear nothing else this morning, may that remind you that our God, the creator of everything, the, the world, the earth, the, the Milky Way, everything, God knows what we need. God knows we need rest, rejuvenating, refreshing rest. Peace is mentioned 283 times in the Old Testament. Adam gave me that number in case you were wondering. Doesn't surprise you, does it? I believe, again, God does not waste words. God desires peace to be poured out on us and for us to be reminded that that is available. So let me take that thought a little bit further. I was listening to a, 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 a radio, I think I was listening to radio, and the DJ, are they called DJs anymore? I don't know. The, yeah, okay, we'll go with it, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about, the person on the radio. Just started randomly talking about Shalom. So my, my ears peaked up, and they said that it can be described as a disruption of chaos. Let that marinate for a little while. Shalom as the disruption of chaos. Now we need a few minutes thinking about peace disrupting chaos, don't we? Especially thinking of peace as bigger than our circumstances. Then God pours into us shalom to break the commotion that's around us. Maybe, again, maybe for, for me, but maybe for you as well, maybe that chaos is in our heads with our thoughts. And they're all over the place. And, and shalom breaks into that and gives us interruption of that hamster wheel. Maybe it's turmoil in a family unit. And that chaos is keeping a relationship from healing. And, and God needs to bring shalom to end the turmoil to bring healing. Or maybe in that turmoil of a family unit, God needs to bring you release so you're able to let it go. The disruption and the chaos. Maybe the mess in the world. Anybody? Maybe the mess in the world is overwhelming. 
And you need shalom. I need shalom to intervene in our hearts and to bring calm and peace, complete peace. Maybe it was just confusion in getting to church this morning, right? My way here, shalom was broken about five or six times just getting here this morning, right? And I'm, I was preaching on it. So as I was walking my dog this morning trying to get her to do her business, I'm thinking, I'm preaching on shalom and I'm losing it right now. <laughs> we need shalom, don't we? Early in my journey of faith, God gave me a, a picture, again, I'm visual, that has been life-giving. Knowing that life is simply rough at times. Do I need to tell you that? I, I don't believe that Christians simply get to avoid difficulties. And as I, when I was younger, wrestled with that awareness... God brought that picture. And to help paint that picture, I, I believe Christians don't get to avoid rough waters. We exist in a broken world. So there is loss and grief. There is betrayal. There's hurt. There's brokenness, chaos, turmoil, messiness, confusion. I don't need to go on, do I? You get the picture. However, and this is the beauty this is the beauty of God. We don't stop on this picture, church. Because I believe God gives us a place in his presence to find peace. Picture it as a, a port to dock into, to interruption, an interruption from the storm. A, a place of, of peace where we get to step away. A disruption to the chaos. The place of God's presence where we can find peace is a promise given to us in God's word, shalom. Again, 283 times this is mentioned in the Old Testament. God's words are to remind us who God is and who God is in us and what God has available for us. Church, I think sometimes we forget this stuff. We forget that in this relationship, shalom is available to us. And I'm learning, I'm a little slow sometimes. Again, five times shalom was broken in my heart this, this morning. But I'm learning that as I step into what our founder John Wesley would call means of grace... Those things in, that are available to us to connect with God. Those moments when heaven touches earth. Those moments, again I'm a picture person, when God taps us on the shoulder and says, here I am. As we step into those, those ports, peace is available. Shalom is given to us. Now that can come in different ways. It can be worship. It can be those beautiful hymns filling our hearts. It can be individual quiet time or individual devotions. I know for me when I'm feeling a storm is brewing, 
or I'm feeling like I'm in some rough waters, I go to my streaming Amazon or Apple or whatever on my phone and I download some praise and worship songs. A couple of years ago, I was in a time of high anxiety and I wasn't trusting God in that moment. Anybody been there? So I found all the songs I could about trusting God and I, and I made the playlist and I put it on repeat. And God tapped on my shoulder said, here I am. I had to have it on repeat because I needed to keep having that tap, right? I don't know what it would look like for you, but God promises us peace, shalom. And the reason the visual of pulling into a dock or a port reminds, it, it works for me is because it reminds me that there are times in my life where I'm going to need to move into either that practice or that playlist to receive that shalom, to receive that peace. However, okay, don't, don't leave me yet, all right? However, there are also those times when I, I've got nothing. Right? I can't pull into a port because I, I don't have it in me. You, you know what I'm talking about, church? So I want to be sure you also hear that God pours out shalom upon our hearts even when we can't pull into that port. That my anxiety might be high and my bandwidth is low, but I'm still at peace. Because it's God's gift to each of us. But I also know that at those times, somebody's praying for me. Somebody's lifting me to God. And I feel it through that peace. Again, I don't believe God wastes words. God told the priests to pour this promise to the, of peace over the people. How many peas can I say there? God told the priests to pour the promise of peace over the people. <laughs> and those words, they're poured over us, church. But how many times do we rob ourselves of that peace? Because we forget that it's available to us. So we just keep on going. What does it look like for you to receive the promise of this word, shalom? Do you need to, to pull into a practice? Do you need to move into a practice, a means of grace, a place where God can tap you on the shoulder? Do you need, is that something you need to, to walk away this morning thinking about and then putting into action? Is that it? Or do you need to move away from the chaos? Maybe that's, maybe you need to pull away from somebody that's robbing you of the, sh the shalom that's available to you. Just for a season, just for a moment. Or maybe, maybe you need to be vulnerable. 
and say to somebody, I, I, don't, I don't have it in me right now. Uh, I'm dry. For some reason, I, I can't connect. Would you lift me to God? Would, would you do that for me? Maybe that's something you need to do today. I don't, I don't know you. I don't know where you're at. I used to live 10 minutes away from here. Now I live two hours and nine minutes, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I don't know what you're going through. But I do know, church. That shalom is available to us in this relationship. And we need it. And so does the world. Do you hear me? We have a gift. And it's bad enough that we miss out. But the world's missing out on it too. So church, I'm driving away. But you're staying. Carney needs people of shalom. Please receive it and then give it out. Receive these words, that blessing we heard earlier. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.